Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. We see a great deal of resistance to resistance training. When we say resistance training, we mean weight-bearing exercise. Many avoid this due to a lack of confidence and understanding of the hows and the why. So with that in mind, in this episode, we look at the physiological and psychological benefits of resistance training based on recent research. We'll enlighten you on the surprising link between your height reduction and your risk of early death, on whether you resistance train and your obesity risk, and the little known effects of resistance training on brain function. We hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. another episode of the midlife mentors with me james and me claire we just actually started recording this but james is having his breakfast smoothie shake which is amazing but he just uh, choked on an oat so we decided to go again uh, i'm doing <laughs> this we've just come in from a lovely early morning run over Hampstead heath really really gorgeous up there. <sighs> it's so i'm such a forest fairy i mean i do love being by the sea when we're in marbella or ibiza um, but I have to say, there's something so... Well, science says that it actually reduces stress and reduces cortisol in the body, but actually... Just... Oh, nice link, Mrs. D. Thank you. Because it's... we are talking all about the science today. <laughs> mm. I'll tell you a little bit what we've been up to, but first, what we're going to talk about today is... Um... I was actually just saying that I was just really, really enjoying the run. <laughs> oh. um, no, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be looking specifically talking about the science of resistance training, because there have been two new studies out... Uh, recently that have been in the news. So we're going to talk around those and also some of the other research that we looked at when we were putting together the Midlife Method program. Mm -hmm. So that's what we'll be talking about, why you should resistance train and what the research says. Yeah, because I think a lot of people still don't know. They're still a bit um, anxious and dubious. So we are going to tell you why you should be doing it. But what have we been up to? What have we been up to, actually? Well, last week we were at the Get Ahead Festival. Oh, yes. And we did a workshop on the science of staying young, followed by a hit workout. That was yes. a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yes, we did. The, uh, the juxtaposition of doing a workshop, which was all kind of calm and talking people through um, some of the mindset strategies as well and the emotional and spiritual well-being strategies, to then getting them up off their seats. Whipping my shorts off and jumping around. <laughs> No one was whipping James's shorts off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's great to see that um, you yeah, know finally all these like live events and stuff coming back. So we've been very lucky. We had our retreat. 
We've done that festival. Oh, then we went to the Van Gogh exhibition. <sighs> yes, you have to go. If you get a chance to go to that, it's incredible, especially the VR headsets. It was absolutely beautiful. The VR headset just obviously takes you through a journey of all his paintings, but bringing them to life. But it's, it's a really strange feeling. We did one at Tutankhamun, didn't we? This one mm. was even better. But it's quite a strange experience, but very, very beautiful. Yeah, so if you are in London, I would, we would highly recommend that. That was a surprise date for Mr D. It was a lovely date. He does well. Lovely date, lovely date. So today we're talking about resistance training. Uh, and the two studies that were in the news in the last week or so were the, was the first one looking at um, basically finding um, looking at height loss in women and uh, particularly midlife women and basically finding that the more height you lost as you age the greater your mortality risk um, increased risk of death early uh, and the other one was looking at uh, the resistance training and the effects on obesity mm. so we're gonna have a little chat about those two and then dive into some more studies but I think the the main resistance to resistance training, uh, see what I did there, for, for men and for women, but I have to say, I think it is particularly prevalent in women and our age, midlife ladies. You know, I, I don't think it, we were necessarily brought up with all this understanding, well, we were brought up with an understanding of um, how to look after our body and how actually resistance training plays into that. So therefore, it's a bit of a re-education and a rewiring of the brain around the benefits, which is what part of this podcast is about, really, is giving you those that understanding of why you should really be doing it. But the fear is, for a lot of women, is they don't know what they're doing, they don't want to injure themselves, uh, they think that they might bulk up. Um, listen, genetically, there are going to be some areas of your body that might grow stronger and get slightly bigger. Like my quads, James laughs every single time. If I do too much leg work, my quads end up looking like speed skaters. Mm. Um, but honestly, we it's about knowing what to do and doing it in the right way, at the right frequency, in the right volume. But honestly, ladies, there is pretty much zero chance that you can get really, really bulky. Um, a lot of the women that you see out there that are really ripped in the press they're taking lots of other things to get like that and to yeah. look like that so just want to put your mind at rest um that actually you're not going to bulk up but also it's you don't have to go to a gym either you can just do all the stuff that we're talking about resistance training is about doing things at home this is how we work with the midlife method you know using body weight bands and kettlebells at home so you don't even need to step into a gym because it can be quite overwhelming it can now those of you that are regular listeners will know that we are massive fans of the resistance training and you'll know some of the reasons why but let, before we go into research let's just recap why um, basically at midlife the hormonal changes we're experiencing result in a number of physiological changes the main ones affecting what we're going to talk about today is obviously our loss of muscle mass you know our muscle mass declines as we age if we do nothing about it adds to our bone density with osteoporosis density. Uh, and so why is that bad news well obviously you're going to get a loss in strength which is not great you're going to get a loss in your body shape you're not just going to look as good if you're losing muscle but also crucially uh, muscle is what we call metabolically active so it burns calories even at rest so you know as we lose more muscle our metabolism will slow down so we want to make sure at midlife we are performing uh, resistance training. Public Health England updated their guidelines in 2019 say we should resistance train twice a week, a minimum. Can I just add one thing here as well? It's about posture and about coordination mm. as well. Uh, we, you know, when we're working our body, we're more in contact and connected with our body with stuff like this. 
Um, our coordination, um, our mind-body connection is a lot stronger, but also we're generally a lot more sedentary. We're, we're hunched over screens a lot more and our posture really, really starts to to be impacted. So again, resistance training is really, really good about keeping the bone structure really strong, but also our muscles really strong. Which leads nicely into this study from yes. the University of <laughs> Gothenburg in Sweden. So they basically looked at two and a half thousand women over 19 years, um, recording their height. And they found that there was an average height loss of 0.8 centimetres. So you know, as we age, many of us will lose some height, men and women. And as Claire said, that's due to basically poor posture, you know, not training. Uh, what was interesting, they found that a height loss of over two centimetres was deemed to be a major reduction. And the women who had what they classed a major reduction, so two centimetres, were 74 to 80% more likely to have died during the study follow-up. That's massive. So basically, <laughs> the more height you lose, the more likely you are to have died. Um, the, the biggest risk, biggest fact, risk factor is actually a stroke followed by heart disease. So they don't actually know what the link was. That's the next stage of research. But they're hypothesizing it's to do with you know, a lack of regular physical activity. So obviously not moving as much, probably being quite sedentary, poor diet, and poor heart health. But obviously then um, lacking bone, bone density and muscle strength as well, leading to this loss in height. It's, it's, I love all of these reasons. James really, really um, dives into all of this stuff and then tells me about it. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's insane. Um, the next study I think James is going to talk you through is around obesity and the study they did around um, you know, midlife adults um, looking at resistance training and obesity. Yes, this is from the Iowa State University. They looked at 12,000 adults, most of them in the midlife range. That's a huge study. A big, big study. Um, and found that those who resistance trained two to three times a week lowered their obesity risk by 20 to 30% over the two decades that they studied. So that's massive, a 20 to 30% reduction, just like two to three sessions a week. Interestingly, if your overall volume of resistance training was like one to two hours a week, then your reduction in obesity risk was 30 to 40%, which is massive. Now, I will caveat this, you know, um, on our methods, we don't want to be just resistance training. We do want to mix up the hit as well for the cardiovascular benefits and, of course, for the body fat ma- management. So um, this is not to go off and just do resistance training. Of you course. need to be mixing it up. Of course. I was in a midlife group. I haven't told James this. I was in a midlife group um, on Facebook yesterday, and a lady had put in, um, how, how do I lose the midlife belly fat? Um, and it was a, a menopause, perimenopause and menopause group. And one lady has come in and said, resistance training, just do resistance training. And um, to be quite honest with you, some of those groups I don't want to get too involved in because everyone's got their own opinion and the people that are right for us will come to us. So I don't need to go out there and exactly say our complete method, the midlife method. But that is not how you simply reduce the midlife belly fat. It's not that simple. There's lots and lots of different factors, lots of physiological, hormonal factors, stress, all of that stuff. But just doing resistance training is not it. You need to get the right balance of doing um, HIIT interval training is what we um, we recommend and the resistance training as well. Mm, definitely. I've just remembered actually, there's another study out this week which is not, not to do with... Um uh age so much but it was found a causal link it's the first time they proved direct causal link oh yes they mitigated for other factors so you'd uh, use dna technology to um, account for variables like um, drinking and stuff like that the university of exeter 
found a direct link between obesity levels and depression. The higher your obesity, the higher propensity to depression, which is fascinating, fascinating. I find that, I find that so, so fascinating because of the culture that we've got right now yeah. and the fast food and... Well, their hypothesis it was a mix of physiological and societal factors environmental yeah. and yeah absolutely crazy and we're gonna understand that later on so we're gonna come down to some research actually looking at um, resistance training and self-esteem and confidence this will start to make sense like you know um if you if you're carrying a weight that you that is not useful to you, you don't like if you are obese and there's a direct link with obesity and depression here's the things where they, where this study identified there can be this negative flywheel starts to occur you'll feel depressed because you don't like the way you look so you turn to comfort eat put on more weight and so the circle goes in this in this wrong direction. And a lot of our clients come to us with that. It's all about just flipping that on its head and starting to spin it the other way. Well, and also realising that you did you took a while to get to that place and that actually you're going to take a, a while to unwind it. But again, we're in quick fix society where everyone wants instant results and people's levels of commitment just aren't there as, as necessarily as much anymore. And we're fooled into thinking that things can happen quickly. But change happens incrementally over time. So... But yeah, that the the whole depression and obesity um, is is something really, really close to my heart because this is why I got into this in the first place. It's why I became a personal trainer and a nutritional advisor in the first place because I was in such a bad state when I was on my antidepressants years ago. Anyone that knows that story, I won't tell it again, but... You know, it wasn't actually so much the cardio, it was the resistance training. And we're going to go into a little bit of a study around that. But um, I thought, my goodness, if this can change my life around from where it's at um, and start making me feel better about myself, then this is a gift I want to help other people. Nature's antidepressant. And we're going to look at some other studies in a minute. Um, sorry, just about the Iowa State one we were just talking about there about resistance training, um, reducing your obesity risk, also found a reduction of cholesterol, inflammation, blood pressure, and reduced risk of diabetes and heart disease. I think we're giving you a load of great reasons there already. I was going to say that. Train, but we're not even halfway through the research yet. We're not going to overwhelm <laughs> you. We've got, um, I think, like seven bits of research. So three and four. <laughs> I love this one. These are both from the UK. Um, they're a little bit old now. But the first study looked at 4,400 adults, 50 or older, who had their strength and muscle mass assessed between 99 and 2002. That was only about 20 years ago, wasn't yeah, it? No, I, was, I was out in 99. <laughs> um, in 2011, they followed up and they found that those with low muscle strength were over twice as likely to have died in that time period. So those that strength trained were probably still around and live and kicking. Those that hadn't, were twice as likely to have died. Mm. Um, and then backing that up, there was a second study that looked at 80,000 adults in England and Scotland who, again, had done surveys about their physical activity in the 90s. Uh, and they found that those, when they did the follow-up, those who'd done any kind of strength training were 23% less likely to have died by the time the follow-up came around. In- 23% less likely. Uh, those who combined strength training and aerobic exercise, which is what we tell people to do. <laughs> 29% reduction in mortality. So that's like like you're literally, you know, reducing your mortality risk by a third with regular exercise when you're combining resistance training and cardio training. I know, it's it's fascinating. And I think if you are listening to this and you're not doing any resistance training at the moment, you might be doing a bit of cardio, 
Um, but honestly, I know I want to sit here um, trying to convince you that, you know, it might necessarily be easy to get started. Just that first part of getting started, but with a really strong why, is really, really important. So this is, uh, this is the whole purpose of this podcast, is to give you a really strong why. So I want you to dive into to that now as you're listening to, to us is, you know, all of this research around why you should be doing it. But why is that important in your life? You know, what what do you want your life to feel like, look like? Who do you want to be there for? Who do you want to give um, a really, really strong sense of purpose to? It could be anything, but, it, you know, it's not going to be easy to necessarily get started on stuff like this, but having a strong why is really, really important. You're setting a really good example. If you've got children, you're setting a really good example for your children. And as always, we say this all the time, it's not about the, the longevity of your life. It's about the quality of it as mm. well. So there's your why. And getting going is always the hardest part. And momentum breeds momentum. Once you've got going, it's easier and you get you gain confidence. Again, confidence isn't something that you just find. You wake up with one morning and find. You garner confidence. You cultivate confidence. And it comes as you go and it does become easier. It certainly does. We're going to look at actually how resistance training can help with that. Um, so we've looked there kind of like some of the physical aspects. Um, before we go on to some of the psychological there's an interesting one on cognitive function. Like they've actually started to find that resistance training mm. can help your brain function. Um, it can basically, they found like with older adults, where they've given them a resistance training program, um, they found that it would actually delay declining in memory, in, decline in attention, and de- decline in, in, in decision making. <laughs> oh, and this is really important actually for. Because one of the main things for perimenopause and menopausal women is that brain fog and that sense of not being able to concentrate. And, you know, actually that relates to, to this study as well, in a sense. Yes, yeah, so this is the American Medical Directors Association studies. Um, and they did this smart study of mental and resistance training study. And interestingly, they had a group that just did brain training alone. So, you know, exercises specifically geared towards improving cognitive function. And had a group that did resistance training and brain training, and uh, they did better, and with the benefits maintained for eighteen months afterwards. And there's other research out there as well. They think you know resistance training can help delay the onset of Alzheimer's. Mm. It does seem to be something in resistance training mm. does help maintain our cognitive function. It's the mind body connection, isn't it? That's what we say as well when we when we coach people, like really, really connecting with their body. We just take it for granted. We don't actually. We're so unaware of our bodies these days. We just take everything, we, you know, we're in a society of kind of like gadgets and science and all this sort of stuff, but we're more disconnected from our own sense of self and our body than ever. You know, we're using all these watches and bits and bobs and gadgets to tell us how our body is functioning, but we actually end up losing that sense of connection to how we're feeling in it. So I can imagine that that's part of that study. I'm just completely making this better. Uh, but it is that mind-body connection, isn't it? It's feeling into what's going on in your body without you being told. Well, interesting you should say that, Claire, because the next bits of research we're going to look at are psychological. So mm. um, we can look at the effects of resistance training on depression and anxiety. Look, you already know, but um, mm. uh, we are massive believers, like Claire said, in exercise helping you. It's proven so many studies showing that exercise helps treat anxiety and depression. Any kind of exercise, in fact, because when we exercise, we, we produce um, endorphins, mm. which are our feel-good hormones. 
Really interestingly, it's been shown that if we exercise consistently, even on the days where we don't exercise, we'll still get the feel-good rush because our mm. body's expecting it. So again, another reason to exercise like regularly, just feeling better. But um, the uh, a, a study looked at 33 different clinical trials involving almost 2,000 people. And they found that those who had mild to moderate depression and performed resistance training two or more days a week saw significant reductions in their symptoms. And that's me. That's That's 100% me. And, you know, with my antidepressants, I was, I reduced them and then I came off them. But also when I decided to do this for my own work, and, you know, when I had clients uh, come to me, some of them, quite a lot of them, you know, would divulge, not necessarily all of them, because it's a very private issue and a private matter, but some of them would divulge that they were on medication, um, antidepressants. And what was beautiful is quite a few of those ones that were managed to reduce their dosage. So it wasn't necessarily off them altogether, but reducing their dosage is um, a hell of a lot better Mm. than not just through doing the resistance training and the cardio as well. Exactly. It's it's a re- it's really 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 powerful stuff. Yeah, uh, anxiety too. So the American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine reviewed seven studies and found that strength training led to reductions in symptoms of anxiety as well. Mm. So there you go. You know, resistance training helps you with depression, helps you with anxiety. And the last study we're going to look at, kind of tying it all together. This is interesting because you know. As Claire was saying, you know, Again, what, are the fa- is... what are the factors at play? Are they psychological? Are they physiological? Well, again, American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine, they did uh, analysis of 113 different studies, and they found that strength training leads to an increase in self-esteem. But that makes sense as well, <coughs> right? Because, oh, is that a note again? That's a note, <laughs> <stop> again. <laughs> that makes sense as well, because I experienced that firsthand, and it's, again, why... I love, and I know James as well, but why I love um, doing what I do because seeing people's self-esteem rise because mm. they're investing in themselves, they're growing in that self-worth, their self they're investing in themselves, they're coming in, they're doing what is quite hard at the beginning, but they're seeing it through so they start to trust themselves, they have greater self-belief, and obviously, the byproduct of that, and I do say it's a byproduct, their body shape starts to change. So they're looking in the mirror, they're feeling stronger, they're looking stronger, and their body shape is changing. And it's, you know, sometimes when the rest of your world is insanely crazy and there are so many things outside of your control, bringing that sense of control back to your body, what you can control, your health, your strength, your fitness, um, is just gains regains control over that thing that is your most precious precious gift and that's your body Mm. i think you know resistance training is so multifaceted in terms of of what it does for you psychologically and physiologically i mean cannot stress enough there's like just the the discipline of going and doing it Mm. you know turning up day after day and doing it and doing your reps i am disciplined i am a disciplined person if you're doing at home with your bands or your body weight you know it's just like you know discipline which in turn gives you confidence in your abilities and yourself then there's a sense of accomplishment of you know actually you know increasing the resistance increasing the reps whatever feeling like oh you know i'm I'm growing i'm improving and then 
there's the actual you know, looking in the mirror, seeing the results, and actually the way you feel, like you know, feeling your posture improve, moving with more strength, more confidence. All these things come into play together. And you're proving to yourself, you're proving to yourself that you can, you know, stay the distance on this and actually do what it takes. And guess what? When you when you show that in one element of your life. And this is the one bit that you have complete control over, right? Mm -hmm. You are responsible for the home you have. You have complete control over this. And then once you get control in this area, it starts to bubble over and flow into other areas of your life. You wouldn't believe, you know, what we've seen, how people doing resistance training, doing the cardio looking after their body, how it improves relationships, how it improves success on every level, how it improves your work relationships, how it improves your performance at work, how you are around your children. It's just incredible, the power of that mind-body connection. And listen, if some of you out there are still thinking, well, you know, I love all that, but I just don't know where to get started or, or you know, I don't have time in my day. Let's just spell mm-hmm. that myth. You do not need to be spending hours and hours. As I said, what was that study? Um, one to two hours over the course of a week. Listen, you could be doing a couple of sessions of like 35 to 40 minutes mm. in a week. You could split that into four sessions that are like 20, 25 minutes. It is, it's doable. We have clients on multiple continents, yes. you know, running multinational businesses yes. that are super busy and they find time to fit it in. So you can... Fit it in. It's just being intelligent about the way you shape the routine and to make sure you're getting recovery. It's about giving yourself permission and prioritizing this as well. Uh, I mean, for me, like more and more research, it's just non-negotiable. If you want to have any kind of quality of life, yeah. you need to be doing resistance training. Absolutely. So, as always, we are here for you. This is our passion. This is what we do. This is what we help clients with. This is what the midlife method is all built around. So. You know, if you do want more information, you can go to our website, the midlife, themidlifementors.com, or you can pop us an email at team at themidlifementors.com. Just reach out. You don't have to go alone. You don't have to do this alone. Um, it's good to follow a, a well-trodden path that other people have been on. So reach out to us. That level of accountability is always key too. So we hope you found this enlightening, <laughs> interesting, and fascinating do let us know what you think and share it with anyone that you know needs to hear this as well and we are sending Sending you you lots and lots of love you take care Bye. bye You've been listening to The Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalized insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.